Hi, welcome to episode 111 of ThriftyCast. This is Eric. And this is Kathleen. How are you doing? Good. I knew that was going to happen. We were both going to not say anything and then say something at the same time. (laughs) That's how that works. Always. It is so windy here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to apologize in advance because I have a storm window that I don't think is actually the right size for my bedroom window. Um, And it just bangs, 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 bangs. Um, So you're going to hear it. Sorry. A little bit of a rattle. Yeah, we have like 40 mile per hour wind gusts going on right now. Which is weird because we don't. It's like breezy and it's been rainy all day, but. It rained this morning and it's just, I mean, stuff is flying everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's out of control. We should let people know right now it's November 5th, 2022. So tonight is uh, daylight savings time goes into effect. Oh, maybe the last one. Uh, why do you, do you really think so? I think it might pass. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, yeah, nobody (laughs) likes it. I, you know, um, and it's robbing Peter to pay Paul like, oh, it's lighter in the morning, but now it's pitch black when I'm going home and it's, you know, dear danger. Everywhere. Well, in, in general, we, we live in a time where it's not as necessary as it used to be. Yeah. So it doesn't make the sense that it made at one time. Yeah, and I'm not convinced that it necessarily saves on any electricity whatsoever. No, me either. You know, I was reading, well, I, I read the headline that like the, the week or so after the time change, because of the time change and because it's mating season, mm-hmm. it's like the worst time for deer accidents. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, yep, so be extra careful. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the, the way it works is that I'm driving to work around the time the sun comes up and I'm driving home from work about the time the sun goes down, which is where... The times of day where deer go from where they sleep to where they eat. Yeah. Um, which I don't know why they cross roads for that. Um, well, I don't know why we built roads where... Yeah, it's, where it's, it's there for us. Yeah. They'll be. Um, and it's mating season, so 24-7, Marnie. Yeah. Yeah, they're we just... can't do about that. Right. They're just carnal. Yeah. Yeah. Um... How are you doing otherwise? Um, good. I've not done a lot of thrifting. <laughs> Me neither. Except for one trip that I'm actually a little bit excited about. But uh, not that I got not that I got anything good. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Um, in yeah, fact, no. in fact, my find yeah. of the week is not from this week. So I, I'm having to go back to some greatest hits from the last month or so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. What else? Anything else with you? Um, yeah. I Yesterday I had the day off, so I decided to schedule a 90-minute deep tissue massage. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I have been looking forward to it for weeks, and I went in, and it was great. Um... Mm-hmm. What I, I've 
you know, been, I've gotten massages before. I've seen massage therapists before, but I usually get Swedish massage, which is like, oh, it's relaxing and whatever else. This was a lot more intense. There was a lot more pressure. Mm-hmm. And as the therapist was sort of going over spots, I, there were spots that were really painful. And uh, he, he pointed out that they're knots. So uh-uh. part of the deep tissue thing is that he's... Uh, applying a lot of pressure and c- coming at these knots from different directions to try, I guess, to break them up. I don't know how massage therapy works. Mm-hmm. But um, I've always heard with deep tissue that you end up sore afterwards. And I always thought that people meant that it would be like that feeling when you overexert your muscles, you know, you're sore for a couple days. Yeah. That's what I was assuming. In fact, the kind of sore that you are afterwards, it feels like... A, a vaccination injection site. Oh. It's which is a different kind of pain. So um I, I'm it's this weird combination of relaxed and in pain. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I um I would do it again. I mean it was really interesting. Like uh, you know, I would be really sore and sort of the longer he would work, the less mm-hmm. sore I was until I woke up this morning. And was like, well, this is different. <laughs> this is a different kind of feeling. So I, I um, don't not recommend it, but it was weird. In the not recommend it. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, gonna... it's it's the pun. It's the pun. Oh, uh, I see what you yeah, did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry. so, oh my God, the dad jokes. I know. Fast I know. and free. Um. And it's so funny, too, when I, he warned me, when I stood up, he's like, you know, uh, your blood pressure changes, we don't want anybody passing out, so make sure you stand up slowly. So he leaves the room, and um, I stand up to get dressed, and I'm like, oh, there it is. There's the thing he's talking about. <laughs> and I felt, like, drunk a little. Um, mm-hmm. Like, um, and... Um, the woman working behind the counter when I walked out, she was like, can I schedule a next appointment? I was like, sure. <laughs> so I, I have a 60-minute one coming up in December. Um, you might feel a little lightheaded and highly suggestive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Would you like to buy $500 worth of essential oils? Okay. Sure, whatever. I did not. I did not no. buy $500 good, in essential good oils. Good job. Um, what what would you say your find of the week's been? Um, well, you did remind me of one thing when you said um, vaccination. I did get my second shingle shot and my um, flu shot this week on Thursday. So that was very exciting. And, mm, um, middle-aged fun. And geriatric updates. <laughs> um, and that, that shingle shot really packs a punch. Like, I can't sleep on that side yet. Oh, geez. It's a doozy. You know, a lot of people with the um, COVID vaccine were complaining of kind of after effects where they didn't feel so great. Did that happen with shingles? No. And I had the last COVID shot a week ago Friday. Mm -hmm. And that was fine. That was nothing. Um, So, yeah. But no, I just thought of that. I actually don't have a find of the week. I'm I'm not going to throw back. Um... I'm, I'm going with no find of the week. I went to one thrift store mm-hmm. 
and it was packed. I went at a weird time because I was driving by. Mm -hmm. um, there was a woman who was near me, and I had some cart envy because of the things in her cart. Mm. And I like that. I was like, oh, man, I wish I'd gotten here earlier, and she got this good stuff. And then I was like, no, no, reframing. She got good stuff, and that's great for her. Yeah. And I don't actually need any of the things in her cart. Like, I... I don't like how weirdly competitive I get about thrifting sometimes. No, and competitive isn't even the right word. Like greedy. Jealous. Just greedy. Yeah. yeah. Jealous and greedy. I mean, I didn't need any of the things in her cart. It was just like somebody else got them and I could have. Um, so that, I don't know, that, that made me very introspective. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't like that part of myself. So I did look around. I mean, I finished looking around the store, which, um, like I said, not a time of the day I usually go to that store because it's just a little chaotic when it's crowded. Um, and I didn't see anything else. And then I left. And that was it. That's my only thrifting this week. One store. Oh, wow. Um, me, me too. One store. But I am I didn't buy anything. But... I went to the St. Vinny's in Reedsburg, and apparently there has been a management change. Oh, that's exciting. It is super exciting, because, you know, <laughs> for weeks and weeks now, I've just been complaining about how weirdly expensive everything is. I actually put some of the yeah. prices on uh, I Love Thrifting, LEV Thrifting, our Instagram feed, mm -hmm. um, because I was so appalled. Um, there are still some things that have been sitting there for a while with high prices on them, everything new coming in is a lot more reasonable. They had a whole set of, and granted it was a little bit of a mismatch set, but a whole set of Blue Willow. You know, uh -huh. they'd had platters for like 25 bucks, 30 bucks, yeah. uh, just higher even. So these whacked out prices, but then they had a whole set where it's like, you know, it's the typical set of like, okay, four coffee cups, eight saucers, you know, that kind yeah. of mess. Yeah. But the whole set, and all together was probably a good 35 pieces, was 25 bucks. Much more, much more in line with yeah. a reasonable thrift store price. Um, they had some black depression glass, which I don't see very often, but they had a set <gasps> of candlesticks, which were uh, affordable to begin with, and they were half off. They were the half off price, <laughs> but I ended up not buying them. They had some other... Uh, like cream sugar in like a little dish in black depression glass, but I didn't get that. Mm -hmm. um, they had this awesome platter, also reasonably priced, that had a very stylized 1950s rooster on it. And I'm kind of wishing oh. I would have bought that, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. um, so I walked out empty-handed. Um, but there, there were tons of things that I thought were great that I would have bought. And I would have bought at the prices they had them at. So hopefully they have come to their senses. That's that's the hope. Yeah, either there is a new person or they've actually looked at what's selling and not selling and realized that yeah. it doesn't make sense to price stuff so high that it doesn't actually sell. Oh, yeah. Um, my find of the week, though, is a plant stand. It is homemade by somebody um, it has a base that's probably about two feet by one foot, and it mm -hmm. has three stems coming off with circles at the top at varying levels. 
Um, it has a real uh, 1970s Regal Beagle vibe uh-huh. to it. It's it's crying out for ferns. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I'll um, get a picture of it and post it. The problem is the best place for it is in the window that faces the property behind us. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a big window. Um, that's also where the dogs have declared their boxing ring. So I'm, t- I'm actually terrified to put any plants down because they'll wrestle around and they'll slam into things. So mm-hmm. I don't want any pots broken. I don't want any plants killed, anything spilled. So right now there's nothing on it. I guess until the dogs mature. I You know, who knows? Um, or until we find a better place for it. But Yeah, maybe until they get a little of a rowdiness out of their systems. Yeah, I mean, Frank's still such a puppy. Yeah. That... Because Jinx definitely mellowed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you got Jinx a puppy. But yeah, it's like, we're still in the we can't have nice things department. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's that. Cool. Are you ready for topic? I am. I'm excited that you have a topic. Okay, yay. So it's another Things We Love. Um, before I tell you what it is, I will say that if you are a person who likes, quote unquote, like new items, this is probably not for you. Um, but my, uh, thing that we love is jigsaw puzzles. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I love shopping for jigsaw puzzles. Um, the problem is when I say if you like perfect things, um, jigsaw puzzles probably are not for you for a couple reasons. Often thrift stores will say, okay, well, we don't want these pieces to spill, so what we're going to do is scotch tape the box closed. Um, Or, worse still, we are going to packing tape the box closed, which is not a common, where they go all the way around, which is not good. Um, So often the boxes, you, you have to leave the tape on. There's no way to save the boxes and try to get that tape off. If it's, if it's just basic scotch tape, you can kind of get away with it. But if it's packing tape, forget about it. Um, the other thing, too, is obviously there is no way of knowing that a jigsaw puzzle that you buy at a thrift store has all the pieces. Unless it is shrink-wrapped by the original manufacturer. <coughs> In my... Ooh, excuse me. <clears throat> In my experience... <clears throat> Very few jigsaw puzzles have all the pieces. Um, whenever I've completed a jigsaw puzzle, you go into it fully accepting that this is not going to be something that you're able going to be able to glue and put on the wall unless you don't mind the missing pieces. That has not been my experience, actually. And that's shocking to me. Yeah, my mom. I I buy used jigsaw puzzles all the time for my mom and I to do when I visit her, and I would say. 80 to 90 percent of what I have bought used, meaning taped together, not sealed, mm-hmm. has had all the pieces. And, may, and maybe, you know, I'm going to say 90 percent, not even 80. That's incredible. 90%. We've been very, very lucky. Now, these are not old, like yeah. old puzzles. I'm not buying vintage looking puzzles for this. Uh, task for us. So that's one thing. Yeah. Well, 
let's talk history for a second. Yeah. Um, so I did a tiny bit of research. Thanks, Wikipedia. I owe you. Ooh. I owe you money. Um, the um, the history of jigsaw puzzles. They uh, were first done on wood. Um, you know, it was a design on wood. Um, in the 1700s, in a lot of cases, early maps were um, supposed to be educational, so they would have um, wood pieces that were cut out along the borders of countries, for example, so you could mm -hmm. learn geography. So that was kind of one of the earliest kinds of jigsaw puzzles. Um, the Obviously, the manufacturing was able to get a lot more sophisticated. It was in the late 1800s when they used a saw to cut wood or cardboard. Interestingly enough, jigsaw is a misnomer. It's a totally different kind of saw that they used back in the day. Oh. Um, but uh, so it, they were able to be kind of mass produced in the late 1800s and had a little bit of popularity then. Um, but the, the real cardboard, um, you know, you have a photo of some sort, and we'll talk about the pictures in just a moment, but... Those skyrocketed in popularity during the Great Depression because it was a, a fun way of passing the time and you could do them over and over again. Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of bang for your buck with the jigsaw puzzle. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they got uh, super popular during the Great Depression and have remained popular over time. You know, in the 80s and 90s, it, they got really bananas with it and all of a sudden it was like oh you have 3d jigsaw puzzles where you're not just building a, a flat picture but you're building a structure like a castle um or a sphere which sounds like a nightmare to me no thank you but um yeah. there there was also sort of a trend towards um more abstract or more uh people took a lot of pride in how difficult things were the, um, yeah, like a, an all-white puzzle. Yes, exactly. And they're... All blasters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, or uh, like a magic eye painting, for those of you who remember <laughs> the 90s. So it's just a repeating pattern over and over again. So, it, it you know, it's a lot more challenging to do. And there was this comical point where it was like, the more pieces, the better. Um, I on Wikipedia it indicated that the the biggest or, or the most numerous puzzle pieces in one puzzle was over half a million. Oh my god. Which why would you do that? I just like the space you would need. It just doesn't sound fun to me. It sounds agonizing. And clearly the, these people did not have cats. <laughs> these people had such a big table. Yeah. <laughs> Or a studio space with, like, a massive floor and really, really good posture and good backs. So, um, so yeah, that's sort of a rough history. Um, when it comes to thrifting jigsaw puzzles, um, part of the reason it's a thing that I love is that the diversity... First of all, you can find great vintage puzzles out there. Um, and the diversity is really fun to look at. Um, most often when you look at jigsaw puzzles, especially from like 50s, 60s, 70s, their uh, landscapes, it's often mountains or castles, European castles. Those I don't have a whole lot of interest in. Um, I love uh, jigsaw puzzles that have people in them. Um, up here in Wisconsin, I'll often find people in 1950s hunting gear, like carrying their rifles through the woods. 
Um, I love those. I love the ones with people in them. There's one with um, these two women bailing hay for some reason. Um, I, I have that one. I, I've got a lot of just quirky ones. Um, I also tend to love puppies and kittens, like vintage puppies and kittens, which was a big thing during the 1970s. Um, I know myself and I know that I kind of cap out around 150 pieces. So I often get kids jigsaw puzzles because I don't have patience for anything else. Um, so, um, you know, you can get any number of things, um, I would love it. I, I don't want to do this, but I would love it if somebody out there would make it their mission to get the bleakest jigsaw puzzles. Be <laughs> because often you'll find jigsaw puzzles that are of a landscape, but the landscape is kind of depressing. And the, the quality of the picture, it often has like a green or sepia kind of tone to it, but not in a way that's old timey, just in a way that's sad. Yeah, it's like they got the cheapest picture. Yeah. That was available. <laughs> they didn't want to spend any money when they made that puzzle. Right. Um, so, I mean, that, that would be an interesting kind of collection or pursuit. The other thing I really like about it is that there are a lot of pop culture properties. So, mm -hmm. so you can find, um, I've gotten a Wizard of Oz puzzle. Um, the Wizard of Oz puzzle was done significantly after the late 1930s when the film came out, clearly. I think it was maybe 1970s. But, you know, it's such a beloved film that that stuff still comes out. I have um, the cast of Bonanza on horses in jigsaw puzzle form. Um, and then just because I tend to favor kids' puzzles, there's also a lot of, like, the Peanuts gang. There's a lot of comic booky superhero things. Um, I don't really like the new ones that have come out, but, like, in the 1970s, they had, like, really classic comic book art that they um, commissioned original comic book authors to do. So sometimes you can find a really great um, comic book one, uh, superhero-themed. Um, so I, I always feel like jigsaw puzzles are something that it, given that I don't care if they're taped, I don't care if they're missing pieces, they're fun to shop for. Um, you know, I'll put them together, then take them apart and put them away. Sometimes I just love the boxes so much, I just hoard them and hold off on them. I have a shelf downstairs that's just all vintage jigsaw puzzles, and it um, it's fun. Like, it looks great, and it's fun to have around in case I ever want to just pull one out on a rainy, bleak day like today, so. This is one of those rare places where I um, I shop for jigsaw puzzles, not because I like the vintage aesthetic of them, which is usually why I'm shopping for things at thrift, but um, I like the thriftiness of them at the thrift store. Yep. Puzzles are expensive. Um, like a good new puzzle, I mean, they're 20, 30 bucks. For a good, like, a thousand-piece puzzle. Um, so when you say 150 pieces, I'm looking around a thousand. Um, my mom really likes no more than 500. Yeah. But, but she'll compromise because I'll do most of it. Um, there is something about being in Wisconsin, visiting her, that just makes me want to do puzzles. Like, we set it up on the table. You pick at it while you're there. You do some. You go away. You come back. We do them together. We chat. Like, it's just, it's the perfect place to do them for mm -hmm. me. 
so I try to look for some that I think we will enjoy doing together when I'm out thrifting and around here, especially, um, the prices are really good and the thrift stores, I heard they sell so fast Mm -hmm. and they're a little more expensive because they're highly valued. People are doing them and buying them. And especially during the pandemic. Wow, you could not get a puzzle at a thrift store around here during the pandemic. That's really true. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, it just made sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about the depression. You can do them over and over. Um, I know somebody who said they were they were sharing them with other people. Like they were kind of trading them. Mm-hmm. Just like you didn't want to do them again. Maybe you're not the kind of person who shellacks them and puts them on your wall. Give them to somebody else. I will do a puzzle again. Um, mm-hmm. Not immediately but a year or two later um but i was thrilled you were with me i found a sealed puzzle that my mother who doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> is getting for <laughs> it was only 500 pieces i'm so excited and it's one of the we have a certain brand we really like um and we've learned like our knowledge about brands that we like it's sort of hard hard what knowledge you learn which brands like the pieces don't fit together very well or the picture isn't as clear as it could be. Um, yeah, especially the piece fitting together. That's kind of the worst thing about, about puzzle construction. Um, I was thinking when you were talking about your experience of pieces being missing, I think because you are looking at older puzzles, it's much more likely that if a puzzle's been around since the seventies or many more years for those puzzle pieces to go missing. Oh yeah. And then if it's a kid's puzzle, uh-huh. it's like, it's like a game, right? It's much more likely that a piece is going to get lost or a token or a whatever. Um, as opposed to a puzzle that somebody bought in the last three or four years and maybe an adult or an adult family did once or twice and carefully put away. Mm-hmm. Um, Versus kids taking something, you know, their Bonanza puzzle in the 60s or whatever, in and out of the box multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess probably why I've had much better luck with puzzles being being all there. The, I mean, the interesting thing about the Bonanza puzzle is someone completed that puzzle, flipped it over, mm-hmm. and then numbered the pieces left to right, top to bottom. <laughs> Oh, is that the one? Yes. I you had one somebody numbered the pieces. Yeah, in, in theory, I could put all the pieces face down and put the puzzle That's together. So yeah. That is so... So, um, yeah, it, it's just... Uh, and again, it's the... You know, you're getting something that's been... Like you're saying, you're buying something that's been loved and used repeatedly. Yeah. And, of, of course, especially by kids, mm-hmm. uh, because that's what I tend to look for... I, you know, I would say probably about maybe t- maybe ten to twenty percent of the puzzles I get have all the pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have um, the opposite experience. I certainly have bought um, puzzles that are in the shrink wrap, so um, puzzles from like the last you know five to ten years, maybe. <laughs> There was one that was a, uh, they call it the celestial planisphere. And so it's like the night sky. So it's a <laughs> lot of black and a bunch of white dots. Um, oh, I ended ouch. up I ended up selling that one. Yeah, that sounds hard. <laughs> yeah. I, and especially, you know, it's more, way more pieces than I like. 
So, uh, you know, this is one of those um, things to thrift where people are going to have very, they're either not going to like it at all, or they're going to have very personalized tastes about what they're looking for. If you're looking for just awesome boxes to sit on a shelf, you know, you can find that. I don't know that I've seen many puzzles that are more than $4. Like $4 is really, really high. In my experience, uh, 50 cents to a buck 50 tends to be the norm per puzzle. Oh, I, I definitely see them more in the three and four dollar range. Oh, okay. That and that may have everything to do with the puzzles that you're looking for. I just don't pay attention to yeah. kind of the newer ones. Um, so maybe the pricers at the thrift store have a good sense of like, yeah, somebody's gonna be real sad when a couple pieces are missing around that cat's ear or whatever. Yeah, I mean it, it depends. I bought one the other day that was eighty cents and it was half off. So like oh. cool, forty this puzzle uh-huh. and it it looks promising mm-hmm. um weirdly enough it will be the third coca-cola themed puzzle that my mom and i have done they have really good vintage images yeah like there's so much old coca-cola advertising and some people are so into coke i guess mm-hmm. that it's a thing and and i like vintage images so I saw this one. It's like a lunch counter, and it's so cute. Well, but yeah, it's a little that this is going to be the third one we're doing. Right. Well, Coca-Cola's merchandise mill is so, like, T-shirts, yeah. everything that, like, it makes yeah. sense. And, you know, it's yeah. the, like, oh, it's the old-timey Santa Claus, and there's... Yeah. Um, which, by the way, another genre of puzzles that people can look for. There are tons of holiday-themed. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I see a lot of vintage holiday-themed no, I think that is highly collectible because oh. vintage is collectible. Anything Christmas is collectible. Some people collect Santa. You throw, like, if it was Coke, like, you throw that in there. Holy moly. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, yeah, there are just too many intersections of collectability. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody yeah. who's interested in any one of those things is probably going to snatch it up. But yeah. Yeah. I did see, um, you know, I didn't buy it because we have too many. Um, I did see a sealed Coke Christmas one recently mm. that I didn't buy because yeah. it was 4 or $5. But again, sealed Coke Christmas this time of year. Yeah. Yep. I already got my puzzle for Christmas. Don't need any more. So um, for, for those of you interested out there, interested in finding jigsaw puzzles and you're kind of new to it, um, the best place to look is around board games. Um, yeah. most thrifts in my experience, um, put them in with the board games. Like, it's not even like they'll have a separate puzzle section. It'll be like, you know, categories, jigsaw puzzle, that old game probe, jigsaw puzzle, you know, it'll, games and puzzles all kind of go together because they're, um, boxed similarly. I'm sure that's part of it. So they end up being put like books. Mm-hmm. Also, weird thing in a box that's neither a puzzle nor a board game, but somebody got confused. That's usually mixed in there, too. Oh, yeah. I got a um, bottle cutter that way. Yeah. Yeah. Something that's just in a box. Yeah. And no read it closely enough. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, you'll find, especially smaller puzzles, you'll find them in the plastic bag section, if your thrift store has one oh, of yeah. those. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a fragile attempt at, like... 
rather than taping it closed, it's sort of an attempt at like, well, we're going to roughly try to keep the pieces in here. I can't tell you how many times I've seen bags with like a box that's sort of quasi open with like a scattering of puzzle pieces at the bottom of the bag. Yeah. So I tend to actually not to buy puzzles that are in bags for that reason. Um, but, um, you know, and, and as is the case with anything at a thrift store, it can end up in totally random places as well. So just it's helpful to kind of keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for those of you out there who are also interested in jigsaw puzzles or thrift jigsaw puzzles, we would love to hear your success rate with complete puzzles, uh, what it is folks shop for. Um, again, the, the possibilities with jigsaw puzzles are endless, which is one of the things that I think makes it so fun. So... All right, so this was episode, what, 111 of Thrifty Cast? 111. Wow, okay. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye.